it's going to be good today. Amen? I just thought about when Pastor was sharing about serving, I just remembered when we moved to this place um, from the previous place and Pastor Rick was was here and we were carrying stuff and everything. Man, it was really wonderful. I have pictures of him. I, I, didn't, I didn't remember to put this up on the screen, but <laughs> I have a picture of him, man, carrying heavy stuff, you know, and it was really impressive to see the man serving. No matter how high you go, I learned this from Pastor Rick, is, you know, the higher you go, the more you ought to be serving. So I think uh, that's a really critical thing. In Uganda, remember, there was a young lady, had a daughter, part of the student, one of the students, I was in hospital and uh, was towards the end of the day and um, I was told about it. I was in the office. I told a few guys, let's go out there and just minister to the daughter and get out of the hospital. So we went in and we prayed for her. And the next morning, uh, she was uh, discharged. And I tell you, that left a major mark on the mother's life more than what I said standing up and teaching the Word of God. So it's really important, again, what Pastor Rick just said. And so I want to encourage you to really participate and be part of what God is doing here. You know, we can't do this alone, and, uh, and it's a good deal to be a part of a family where we're all supporting one another. So I want to encourage you, men, get your hands dirty, uh, ushers and pastoral care, greeters and security and worship. Man, it's just, it's just a good thing. Amen. It's good for you. Amen. All right. So what I want to share with you, talk to you about today is uh, I've titled this Hearing from the Lord. That's the topic or the subject of what I want to talk to you about. And um, I want to begin by saying, you know, one time I was talking to Pastor Rick and he shared this with me, and I believe I want to begin here, uh, that he said something along, he was talking about football, and he was saying, you know, uh, what causes a team to win is not the trick plays. That, you know, have you seen many times guys do certain tricks, they're running this way, they run that way, and, 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 you know, people get to win and good things happen, but what causes a good team to win is not the tricks they do in the game. It's the basics. Kicking, what is, what is that, hugging? Is that also involved? Blocking. Kicking, blocking, hugging, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And those are the kind of things that, that when you do those well, those basics, the team that does the basics well consistently is the team that gets the championship. Not the team that comes once in a while and brings up a trick. The trick doesn't win you nothing. And so hearing from the Lord to me is a very basic thing. And I believe it's for each and every person. It's not for preachers. It is not just for pastors. It is not just for the ordained. It's for every single person that is born again. Hearing from the Lord is as basic as it gets. And so what I want to do in the next uh, few minutes, I want to encourage you in the area of hearing from the Lord. And I want to show you how critical it is that you practice hearing from the Lord. Amen? And I'm telling you personally in my life, the Lord has been showing, showing me and teaching me in this area, and I shared this in Uganda. But I tell you, one of the most critical things that you'll discover, let me say this, especially as a leader, I believe the number one characteristic, or I'd say the number one uh, attribute of a leader is not uh, team building as much as that is important. Uh, it's not necessarily team building. It's not necessarily casting vision. I believe the number one characteristic of a leader is hearing from the Lord. I'm telling you, if you're a leader, which I believe all of you are in different capacities, maybe not here, but other places, if you do not hear from the Lord, you will crush and burn. I believe the success of a person comes down to one thing. Do you hear from the Lord? Do you hear from the Lord? And I ask this question, when last did you hear from the Lord? 
I don't need an answer. That's just something for you to think about. And many people, are the only time they hear from the Lord is when they're stuck, when things are not working. They're bringing God. God, help me from here. Take it from here. I had it before this, but now it's your turn. It ought not to be like that, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that everybody, I think, that drives the vehicle has a spare tire, right? But did you know that God ought not to be a spare tire? God ought to be the regular tire you're driving on on a regular basis. You can just bring God out when you're having trouble and put him on, and then when things are all right, you take him off. No, here for the Lord is something you do on a daily basis in every single situation uh, that you do encounter. So I want to encourage you as we go forward, the man, you want to be a person that hears from the Lord, not hears from your grandfather, not hears from your grandmother, your father, your mother, your somebody. No, you hear from the Lord directly. I believe also as a leader, one of the things, especially this is common in Uganda and many developing countries. I haven't seen this much in America, but I'll say this. When people, when you teach your people to hear from the Lord, it gives you rest as a leader. You don't have, in Uganda we have this, and I'm speaking about Uganda because I'm there right now, but we have this thing where a person wants to buy a vehicle, wants to know, man of God, what do you have to say about this? I want to buy a vehicle, want to buy this and this and this. And so you end up, man of God is controlling their lives and all these kind of things. And, and you know why that's happening is because the man of God, woman of God has not taught people to hear from the Lord themselves. And because of that, it keeps the man of God busy and dizzy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I believe you can free up your schedule, you can free up your life by teaching people to hear from the Lord. You can hear from the Lord. Everybody in this house, those on the live stream, you can hear from the Lord. And this is something that you have to practice on a regular basis. When you're going into decision making, you know, you hear from the Lord before you pull the trigger. It's really important. But what is hearing from the Lord? Simply hearing from the Lord to me is inquiring from the Lord. Going before the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you have to say about this? I'm going to see a good example of David. King David had a habit of hearing from the Lord, I think. From the word of God, the guy that I found that heard from the Lord a lot more than any other person. Where the Bible says clearly, he inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord multiple, 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 multiple times. I don't see that about Solomon. I don't see that about a lot of other, and I believe that is key, I believe personally, to the success of King David. He heard from the Lord. He inquired from the Lord over and over and over again. So I want to encourage you as we go forward with this, man, don't neglect hearing from the Lord. This is one of the greatest things you can practice that will cause you to succeed, that will cause you man, to see results, that will give you rest, that will make life easier. Many times we bump into difficult things and things don't get as easy as they ought to be because in the very first place we never heard from the Lord. I believe hearing from the Lord is going to make life a lot easier. But you can't do that accidentally. You have to be intentional in going before the Lord and, and hearing from Him. Amen? Let me say this also. I'm not going to be anybody's uh, junior Holy Ghost, right, to, to be telling what's God saying, what's God saying, what's God saying. Have you met those people? Yeah. Brother Rich, what's God saying? <laughs> well, what God is saying is saying to me. <laughs> you know, you go find out what God is saying. But, you know, it makes you feel important. Oh, it's coming to me. What's God saying? I'll tell you <laughs> what God is saying. No, no, no. The best thing is to say, you know what? You can hear God. You just talk to God. He'll tell you. You know, and I'm telling you, this just, this is the way things ought to be. Amen? Amen? That people will hear from the Lord on a regular basis. 
And so I'm saying this to say, this is just more like an intro, but I'm saying this to say that, man, this, is all, this ought to be the way we live. Right? Hearing from the Lord. We're teaching our kids how to hear from the Lord. Not just hearing God's voice, which is critical, which is part of what I'm talking about as well, but hearing from the Lord, asking the Lord before you make an initiative. Father, what do you have to say? What direction are you giving? Any new direction, any new fresh leading, whatever, and the Lord will speak to him. I mean, God delights in giving us direction. But looking at the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 23, uh, verses 1 through 4, I want to read that. 1 Samuel 23, verses uh, 1 through 4, says, Then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines fight against Kela, and they rob the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? Now think, pause and think a little bit. If somebody's stealing from you, right? Somebody's outside breaking into your car or breaking into your house, you don't say, Lord, what should I do? Right? Your default is you take them on. Why are you stealing from me? It's very interesting that David went before the Lord. Think about it. And inquired from the Lord. When people were stealing from him, were stealing. Just go take them on. What are you doing, David? What's wrong with you? Just No, but David went and inquired from the Lord. It's really important. Now, simple as that looks, but it's powerful. Because he didn't take it lightly. He knew that the Lord has something to say in this situation. And sometimes there's so many reasons, but I believe one of the reasons could, it could have been a setup. It could have been an ambush. And David went in blindly and would have been ambushed and, and killed. And all. There's so many reasons, I tell you. And it sounds as basic, but it's powerful if you understand what I'm talking about. Hearing from the Lord. And so the Bible says in verse 3, and, David, and, the, and the Lord told him, God said to David, go and smite the Philistines and save Caleb. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah. How much more if we come to Kayla against the armies of the Philistines? So David has heard from the Lord, and then somebody just, these guys just tell him, Hey, we can't do this. Have you been in a situation where you've heard from the Lord and somebody says, You can't do that? A lot of people give in and give up. No. And so David, when he hears this, man, credit to, the day, to King David, he goes back to the Lord. I don't know if he was expecting the Lord to change his answer, but the answers remain the same. And God speaks again to David and says, number four, verse four, Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Kayla, and I will, for I will deliver the Philistines into thine hand. What God is saying here is the same thing he said above in verse two. He just said it differently. In other words, when you hear from the Lord, his answer is going to be consistent and persistent. God didn't change. Even if people are trying to tell him, we can't do this. You're going to find people who try to put you under criticism, under pressure. You can't do this and fear this and fear that. And I'm telling you, you have to go back and say, Father. And whatsoever the Lord says, whatsoever he says is exactly what you do. A good example I'm thinking about as I say that is in the book of John chapter 2, verse 5. Jesus is changing, uh, ready to change water, turn water into wine. Amen? Water into what? Wine. I'll move on from that. Okay, so, so shortly after that, uh, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, tells the guys something that's very critical and tells them that whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. 
just do it. When you hear from the Lord and the Lord tells you something, just do it. Uh, Nike, right? Just what? You know, don't debate, don't argue, don't back and forth. No, just do what Jesus tells you. And I'm telling you, and that's where success really comes from. Not just hearing from the Lord, but also following through and doing exactly what the Lord is wanting us to do. So here we see in this passage how David steps forward and starts hearing from the Lord, and man, he's able to get victory. I believe the victory that David got over the Philistines was because he heard from the Lord. If David just went in, I believe he would have been defeated. Hearing from the Lord is critical, is key to your success, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm here to convince you that you can hear from the Lord. And you should be hearing from the Lord. Amen? It is good for you. It's going to cause you to succeed. It's going to cause you to, man, just enjoy life and remove all the pressures. Let's look at this also in the book of First, uh, 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 first Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. I want to do verses 7 and 8 specifically. First Samuel 30, 7 and 8. And so this is a story of uh, the Amalekites coming against uh, David and Ziklag, and they come in and they burn the city, they take women captive, they take everything pretty much, and David comes back with his men, and uh, it's a very difficult situation because they had plundered and everything has been destroyed, and David's men were very discouraged, and the Bible says they wept until they had no more power to weep. And the Bible says they also thought and talked of stoning him. David's life was in danger as well. But what did David do? Even in a situation like that where his life is at stake, the Bible says he went and he did what? And number seven, the Bible says, and David said unto the priest, and uh, number eight says, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake him? Now, somebody just came in and stole from him. Somebody just came in and just done all this destruction and just did all this plunder, took all your kids, took all your wives, and every single thing. What happens? What would you do? Right? The, the default thing is just to say, you know what, I just go after them. But David did not do that immediately. I mean, some guys, some, somebody took your wife, you just kill them. The Bible says David went and did what? He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of what? Of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. And so it's really important that we go back to the Lord and we inquire from the Lord. It may look obvious, like it looked here. Somebody stole from them and somebody came in to destroy and all this. It looked obvious, but he still went forward and inquired from the Lord. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to say this, but it's encouraging to face a situation with a word from the Lord. Are you listening to me? David going in to pursue the Malachites, I believe there was a lot of boldness, there was a lot of energy because he had and heard a word from God. A good example I can give you in the book of Matthew chapter 16 is the story of Peter. You know, Peter sees Jesus at the distance and says, Lord, if it be, if it be you, bid me to come. He didn't say bid us to come, talking about all the disciples. Peter was speaking for himself. You know what I mean? And so, what happens, Peter, uh, the Lord tells Jesus, um, I mean, Jesus tells Peter, come. Now, Peter didn't have a sentence. He didn't have a paragraph. He didn't have a book. <laughs> he had four letters of the word, C-O-M-E. And that word 
played a major part, not just Peter's faith now, in Peter walking on water. And that word was for Peter. I believe if John ever got out of the boat to try to walk on the word that God gave Peter, he would have drowned immediately, would have been sinking right away. You see, facing a situation, Peter heard from Jesus, come, and gets out and begins to walk on water. But one thing I like to think about is really interesting is Jesus was at a distance when he told Peter to come. And I believe the Bible says Peter walked on water. So Peter begins to walk on water halfway. You know, he's like, man, I'm good. I can do this. And begins to look around. And what happens after that? He begins to sink. But when he began to sink at that time, Jesus was not translated from where he was to immediately catch up with him and pick him up. Jesus was still walking on water, going towards them at the boat, right? By the time Peter met Peter, he grabbed him by the hand. Now let me ask you a question. How did Peter make it to the other side? Did Jesus carry him on his back and take him to the boat? Peter walked back. <laughs> Peter walked on water twice. But the key or the point in this is that it was because he had a word from the Lord. That word took him halfway, was sinking. God got him back on track, and the same word brought him back. And I, I don't believe they were running so they don't sink. I don't believe that. You can if you want to, man. You're entitled to your wrong, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? But the truth is, it's a word. Another example in the book of Genesis chapter 26, you know the story of um, Isaac. A famine is in the land different from the famine that was in the land in the days of Abraham. Number one says, number two says, then God appeared to Isaac. Now one thing that's very important that we have to pay attention to, we go to verse 12 and we say, Isaac sowed in the land and he reaped a hundredfold the very same year. But before that, you have to understand there was a word that happened. It didn't just sow. Ladies and gentlemen, don't just sow blindly just because it's a famine and just say, well, it's written over here. I saw you just sow. No, you need a word. And that's why the guy was able to get a hundredfold the same year because verse 2 says the Lord came and appeared to him. He said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply you and told him to stay in that land that he told him to go to. And then the man saw it in the land. There was a word. There was a hearing that caused him to do it. To get a hundredfold. You know, many times I think you've had this story. I had a story of a guy in church. You know, he gave his vehicle away to another person that had no vehicle. And uh, shortly after that, God blessed him with a better vehicle. In this sense, for my situation, it would be a jet. Private jet, praise God, amen. And so I gave up my vehicle and God gave me a jet. And so another person, John Romano in the audience, like, man, I want a jet too. <laughs> and so what he does, he gives away his vehicle and he gets a bicycle. <laughs> and he wonders like, God, I thought I was in faith. No, I had a word from the Lord to give him my vehicle. And then God gave me a jet. But you can't just copy-paste what I did to get the same results. As I. You need a word from the Lord. Don't give away your house. You know, you may end up in a tent house. Or what I call a tree house. Come to Uganda, we'll get you some of those. We have plenty. No, you don't want to do that. You need to hear from the Lord. And I tell you, a lot of acting on other people's words. You get your own word. John would have drowned walking on Peter's word. So I'm saying this to say you want to hear from the Lord and when you get a word from the Lord it's going to give you boldness 
to take on any situation, any disease, any sickness, because you have a word from the Lord. I know a man of God that just man defeated Satan, just defeated sickness, and I believe one of the reasons he defeated all of that is because he had a word from the Lord. At day one, and he kept holding, he held on to the word and held on to the word, and man, he came through. I believe the difference between success and failure is when hearing from the Lord, but also getting a word from the Lord. I mean, the Bible. I mean, God is a talker. I thought I can talk. I thought women talk. You can't beat Jesus. You can't beat God. He gave you a full Bible full of words. Dang it. Get in the Bible. Get a word. Not a sentence. Just one. And you can walk in water when the greatest miracles we're talking about were just a word. Hello? Are you listening to me? Amen? So, again, going back, what I'm saying here is you want to hear from the Lord, even the things that look obvious, because once you get a word, you press through any situation, any circumstance. I usually say, come COVID, come hell, come hot water, come life, come strife, come wife. <laughs> you know, I'm going to hear from the Lord. Amen. And I'm going to get a word. Because I'm not sinking without a word. You know, I'm going to float because I have a word from the Lord. Now, look at this also in the book of Second Samuel, chapter 5. Verses 17, I want to go all the way down. First Samuel, chapter 5, verses 17. Here we see an enemy that appears and comes. The same Philistines I talked about in First Samuel 23 appeared again, you know, in the life of, uh, of, of David here. And, and I want you to see how David dealt with this. Same enemy that he saw before. God gave him victory. I mean, if God calls you to have victory over one enemy, well, this is going to change his mind the second time if the same enemy reappears. The default is, is well, the same thing that happens, same thing I have to do. And so, well, it may still remain the enemy. You have to deal with the enemy. But the key here is you need to hear from the Lord again to see what approach am I taking to deal with the enemy. Not just copy what worked 10 years ago and paste it right here. You could die. Are we together? You need to hear fresh from the Lord. The answer may be the same, but it has to be fresh. The approach might be the same, but it has to be a fresh approach that you're hearing as of today. As of right now. Not of yesterday. You know what the Bible says? You know, Matthew chapter 6, uh, we pray that prayer. The Lord's prayer and says, give us this day our daily bread. The Bible says daily bread, not yearly bread, not monthly bread, not decade bread, not century bread, daily bread. And I believe the reason for that is because you come daily before the Lord and you hear from the Lord and you commune with the Lord and you hear from the Lord and everything. You see what I'm saying? And so that is where it has to be. And again, manna, talk about manna that they had in the old covenant. You know, it didn't come for two years, didn't come for two months. It came on a daily basis. The manna for yesterday was not appropriate for today. Would not work. You needed fresh manna. Many of us are microwaving manna of yesterday. <laughs> Man, by the time you take it out, it smells yucky. Worms all over it. It's not fresh. It's not going to work, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care if you're hungry. 
You get a fresh word and get fresh food, amen? And that's the way it's supposed to be. But here we see David is in a situation where a similar enemy he dealt with earlier before he became king. First Samuel chapter 23 is appearing again, and David says here, the Bible says in first, uh, second uh, Samuel chapter 5, I'm going to read from verse 17, says, but when the Philistines heard that he had been anointed king, talking about David, all the Philistines came up to seek David and heard of it and went down to the hold. And the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphaim. And David, so these guys did not come to celebrate David. Oh, you just became king. We just came to celebrate you. Well, they're after something. They came for war. They came to fight. And what did David do? Same enemy, remember, 1 Samuel 23, right? Same enemy. Now we have in 2 Samuel chapter 5, and David does what the Bible says here. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hands. David is inquiring again from the Lord. Why? Same enemy, just do what you did before. Well, a fresh word. Really important for you to move forward and take on whatever enemy. But when you walk a few verses down, the enemy appears one more time. The same Philistines. That's about three times, two in this chapter, one in the other, uh, 1 Samuel 23. And in, in verses 22, and the Philistines came. Remember, David has beat them, defeated them, but they reappeared again. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of what? Raphaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up. I, I thought it was the same enemy. Just do. You see what I'm saying? It says, Thou shalt not do what? Go up. But fetch a compass behind them, uh, fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And the strategy changed. The first one was head on, the, first, the second one, don't go this way, just go around. An ambush. But you know, if you just copied, pasted what just worked a few months ago, David would be a dead man. Are we together? So my point is, in sharing all these things, you want to hear from the Lord. And of course, when we talk about hearing from the Lord, one of the primary ways you hear from the Lord is through his word. Hearing the Lord is hearing the word. And I believe that when you get in the word of God and you begin to study the word of God, the word of God is going to trigger you know, you to hear from the Lord. You're going to hear from the Lord and your desires will be in the right place. Amen? And don't just apply what worked before. And so here, another story here, again, in the book of Second Samuel, chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. First Samuel, chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. The Bible says, And it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into the cities of Judah? How many of you before you move to a place, you inquire from the Lord. You hear from the Lord. Should I move to Woodland Park? This time I said in Hebron. Hebron. And Hebron, I believe, means association, a place of association, something like that. And that's why David, and shortly after that, David is anointed king over Judah. Seven and a half years before he becomes king over what? All Israel. But I believe if David was in hell, we would not have been king over hell. We need to be in Judah to be king over Judah. 
right? And he was in the right place all because he inquired of the Lord. Amen? So do not neglect this. Do not neglect hearing from the Lord. It's a very critical, critical, critical thing. But also David made some mistakes in this area. As much as I believe David is the person the Bible writes about that heard from the Lord or inquired from the Lord a lot more than any other person, David also made a mistake, and this mistake was, took life. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, there we see a story where David is beginning to, uh, uh, you know, they've recovered the Ark of the Covenant from the Philistines, and, you know, it's in the cart, uh, you know what I mean, uh, that, the, you know, the Philistines were moving in and carrying the Ark of the Covenant on a cart, right? I don't know if it's a pushing cart or what kind of cart. I don't know what it was. But, uh, and so that's, where, that's how they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And so this time around, David, you know, a man that we know, we've read about every single situation, is inquiring from the Lord, inquiring from the Lord. What happens this time around, David decides to do what? To buy him or make him a brand new cart. And they take the Ark of the Covenant and they put it right on the what? On the cart. And then they begin to transport it and shortly... As it's being transported, this thing is staggering, it's going to fall down. A man, I believe, that had good intentions, that meant well, his name was Uzzah, stretches his hand to hold it and stop it from falling, and guess what happened to him? The Bible says God struck him. He was struck dead. But you know why? I believe the critical thing here that David did not do as he did before is he never heard, he never inquired from the Lord. The Ark of the Covenant was not supposed to be transported on a cart. God had laid down how it was supposed to be what? Transported. It was supposed to be priests, right? Maybe, I think, two in the front, two in the back, and they were supposed to carry it on their what? I think you've seen that picture on the internet or in the video, in, in the movies and stuff. That's the way it was supposed to be carried, not on the shopping cart. You know what I mean? Craziness and stuff. <laughs> no. But, but that cost life, ladies and gentlemen. David not hearing from the Lord cost a life. You not hearing from the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, could cost your life or the life of another person. You want to hear from the Lord. Uzzah died because of the leader. David, a man that had practiced, was good at hearing from the Lord and got results upon results, neglected. I believe, I don't know if he was excited because he had become king, because in verse 5, 2 Samuel 5, that's when he becomes king. The six, I guess he's excited now. He's like, I can do it on my own. I don't know. But the thing is, he never heard from the Lord. He never inquired from the Lord. And it cost life. So my thing is, we need to hear from the Lord. This is not just for preachers. Again, not just for super dupers. Amen? Amen. It's for everybody. And sometimes it's not going to be logical. That's gonna, you're going to hear from the Lord, and man's going to be like, man, it doesn't make sense. Well, when Jesus tells you, you don't define what sense is to God. All right? You let God define what sense is, okay? If it doesn't make sense to your head, your head has a problem. <laughs> it's not God, amen? You can sue it for lack of uh, cooperation and get your money back. You know, you brain, you disappointed me. I want my money back. I'm taking you to the courts of law. Amen? You can do that. But the thing is, sometimes it's not going to be logical. A good example I want to give here is when I was in Uganda recently, two situations happened. Uh, I was uh, with the vehicle that we had there was very old and needed to be sold. Not maintained, not fixed, sold. Needed to go. 
And so I made a decision, man, we're gonna sell this thing. And so the difficult or the challenge I had, I, I had at that time is that we made this open to students, to bring in their offers, partners and friends of the ministry um, and employees, of course, staff members. And uh, offers came in and we had a good problem. Have you had, had a good problem in your life? You have so much money, you don't know what to do. We have so many that is just growing in the church and you just don't know what to do. You, it was a good problem. So offers are flying in, good money and everything. So, and people are paying what I'm asking for. And then I had a problem. I had to go back and say, Father, who do I sell to? The default would be like, increase the price. Whoever pays a little bit more, sell it to them, right? right. No. I went back and I said, Lord, who should I sell to? And the Lord showed me a couple that I had to sell that to. And when it was a blessing to them. They were so thankful. And that couple had really helped the ministry, had really sown in the ministry, had been faithful in that ministry. And, uh, and the Lord told me, that's the couple you want to sell it to. I sold it to them. But then another person that was up there, I had to bring this lady in and say, ma'am, I'm sorry, you are not the person to take this. But man, I want to pray with you that God will give you your own vehicle. I mean, she was believing God for a vehicle, but there was a specific vehicle. In other words, she almost took an Ishmael. This vehicle was not supposed to be for this lady that didn't get it. Was supposed to be for the other folks. Nonetheless, I helped her not get an Ishmael. And what happened is I told her, look, you're not the person, but I'm praying for you. We prayed for her. I mean, 24 hours later, she got the very same vehicle she was believing for. She got her Isaac. But you know that by just hearing from the Lord, I met two people's needs. The one I sold to and the one I did not sell to. Amen. They both got what they wanted, what they were believing God for, simply because I heard from the Lord. So I'm saying, don't take this for granted. It's powerful. Man, hearing from the Lord is awesome. Another situation, maybe another example I want to give here is, is we had a, wanted to buy a, a, a printing machine, you know, to do our in-house printing and binding and stuff like that. And I got in offers from different companies, quotations. And I looked at them and people that knew me, I was, you know, cutting pennies. I'm like, man, they're not going to spend this money. They thought, Rich, you're going to go, obviously, for the cheapest. I mean, when I saw those, I knew I had to hear from the Lord. I went, I prayed about it. God told me to pay for something that was more expensive. I left a cheaper quotation and paid for a higher quotation. Right? What's wrong with me? No, nothing not wrong with me. I had to hear from the Lord. So I went back and the Lord told me, that's the one you take. And man, it turned out to be that the relationship we have with these guys is excellent. We buy our papers from them. Good prices, professional. Man, it's been a good relationship. All because... I heard from the Lord. And the printer they gave us is working excellently well. And I have to say that in Uganda because, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So hearing from the Lord could have gotten me the best printer on the market. Because once you leave the door and you turn around, you don't turn back up. Your money evaporated immediately. Your money was cremated. We don't have your money. And so, but the thing is, hearing from the Lord, listen, gentlemen, Abraham, you know, God tells him to leave his family. It wasn't logical to go to a place where he was going to show him to a land. He was going to show him, God, show me the land before I leave. Why are you telling me to go to a place and you're going to, well, no, no. But God told him to go and man, it was not logical. He left. Amen. Turned out to be good. Amen. So really important that we're very intentional to hear from the Lord. Every situation you encounter is going to have a new approach. Maybe new, maybe old, but it has to be fresh. You want to hear from the Lord brand new. Don't plug and play. It is not one size fits all. But let me say this. It's also risky. 
you know, to hear from the Lord. Because God's going to tell you things. And so as I'm encouraging you to do this, God's going to tell you some things. Be like, man, why did I hear from the Lord? <laughs> you know, it's going to be risky. But you know what? One thing I've, for me I've determined, I've, I've come to, 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 to uh, understand is everything in life is risky. I mean, you get out here, you drive on the road, it's risky. The food you eat, it's risky. Flying in the air is risky. Getting married is risky. Having kids is risky. Raising kids is risky. Life is what? So if you're trying to play it safe, I have a solution for you. Die. <laughs> Your risks are over. But as long as you're alive, it's going to be risky, man. It is what it is. Quit playing it too safe and follow Jesus here and follow, man. Man, the risky people are the ones that have made a difference in the world anyway. So again, <laughs> hear from the Lord. I talked about getting a word from the Lord, and I think that was very clear. But let, let me, let me, let's apply this quickly to healing. Hearing from the Lord, you know. Uh, I had a story of a man of God that had two heart attacks. Two heart attacks. The first one the Lord told him, he went in court from the Lord. Praise God, good thing. I mean, if you're dealing with anything, man, hear from Jesus. Don't hear from your doctor, please. Hear from Jesus first. Amen? And so the man of God goes before God and asks the Lord, and the Lord tells him, this, the first time, exercise, I think, eat well, and it's good. Second time the heart attack happens again, the man of God goes before God, and God tells him, go in for open heart surgery. You know, most of you, what we do? Well, what walk before, just go eat, exercise, and put in my mouth. No, that would have killed him. This time around, if he never heard from the Lord again and exercised and ate well, he would be six feet under. He had to hear from the Lord, and that's why the man of God is alive today, because he heard from God again. You cannot just copy-paste, ladies and gentlemen. Are you hearing me? You've got to hear from the Lord. You've got to hear from the Lord. Some of you probably have had something you're struggling with, and you beat it, and if it ever comes again... Hear from the Lord. Lord, how do I deal with this? And God's going to speak to you. It could be corporate prayer. It could be anointing with oil. It could be praise and worship. I don't know. Hear from the Lord. People have been healed through praise and worship. People have been healed through the laying on of hands. People have been healed through the anointing of oil. People have been healed by taking rest. Go to bed. Take a nap. And then your body comes back and you've got the strength. You want to hear from the Lord. And I'm telling you, the man of God goes back to his church and uh, some people are criticizing him. And if he was walking in faith for going in for heart surgery, sure he was. Being in faith or walking in faith is hearing the Lord and doing what he says you do. If it means go to the doctor, dang it, go to the doctor. You heard from the Lord, that is faith. You can't try to apply faith and not do what God has not told you to do. It doesn't work. But rich. Well, there's no buts. That's what it is. You want to hear from the Lord. And whatever the Lord tells you is exactly what you want to do. And don't be intimidated how people are going to think, how people are going to try to interpret this. Oh, you're not in faith and this, and you're not spiritual. Oh, because you went to the doctor. When Jesus tells you to go to the doctor, it's spiritual already. I told people in Uganda, some of you want to work in the ministry, talking about Andromach Ministries, go out there, get a job. Having a job, even if it's a secular job, as long as it's a godly job, is spiritual. You don't have to be working in the church, in the ministry, to be in ministry. Or for your job to be spiritual. Get out there, get a job. And that job is spiritual. 
I'm loving it. It's true. Let's apply these two finances. I had another story of a man of God. God told him, you know, was believing God to build a church, church building and everything. And uh, he went and inquired from the Lord. The Lord told him, take out a debt, take out a loan. Does God believe in loans? I don't want to get into that, but man. So God tells him, and he does exactly what God told him. People told him, no, you should get out and pay cash and everything and all this kind of stuff. And one of God said, no, I'm going to do what God told me to do. And the guy went forward and took out a loan and paid off the building in three years. He did what God, what God told him to do, not what people Amen. told him to do. And I'm telling you, if he was still waiting for cash, he would never have seen that building built in three years. Maybe he would be still out of it as of right now. But hearing from the Lord was very critical. So you want to hear from the Lord in all these things. Amen? Amen. And as you do hearing from the Lord, it's going to put you in a position of success. Now let me end with this. Pastor Rick has been talking about uh, teaching in the book of Romans, right? The very first verses is talking about submission to authority, praying this and that, authority, government, you know, you know the drill, right? <laughs> you know, line upon line. <laughs> verse upon verse and stuff like that. So what I want to share in these last few minutes is, is, is something similar to that. And so it's a balance to everything I've said. As much as I've said that you have to hear from the Lord yourself every single situation, every single time, the balance to this is this. If you have somebody in authority over you, a leader over you, you don't have to hear from the Lord directly. You can hear from the Lord indirectly. Let me give you a good example. A few years ago, I was up at Karis, and Pastor Rick was my boss. At Karis, and was my boss at church. I loved this, man. It was awesome. I told Pastor Rick, I see you more than I see my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a good way. You know what I mean? And so, but anyway, uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> yes, yes. So Pastor Rick comes and calls the team together. I think Pastor Greg, Pastor Rick, they came down, called the team, say, guys, uh, Man, uh, we, the new directive for this year coming up, we're going to believe God for 1,000 students, all hands on deck. Let's do what we got to do. Man, we started working. Did you know that when they came and shared that, I had not heard from the Lord that 1,000 students is what we should be believing for? I'd, God never told me that. But I didn't say, I'm going to wait until I hear from the Lord. Then I shall obey. Then I shall submit. Then we shall begin working on this. Did you know that some of us, we take longer to hear? Could have been a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the thing is this. I didn't have to do that. There was safety in me just saying, you know what, man? That's what God has said. It's a godly thing. Hands on. Let's do it. I have heard from the Lord through my authority, my leader. I don't have to go not do what I'm supposed to do because I'm trying to hear from the Lord. No, you've already heard. You've heard indirectly. Because if you don't understand this balance, you're going to end up in one ditch. I don't do nothing until I hear from the Lord. And some people, like I said, they take forever. So nothing gets done. But when there is someone over you, you can trust that they hear from the Lord. And all these things, I say, you know what? Pastor Rick another time came to church here and called the leaders together and said, Guys, the Lord has spoken to me. This year is a year of prayer. That was 2020. God never told me it was a year of prayer. I didn't come to Pastor Rick and say, I'm not going to do nothing until I hear from the Lord. I didn't do that. I just say, you know what? I trust Pastor Rick. He hears from the Lord. He heard. I heard. 
I'm not going to go pray. No, I heard from the Lord through him. He was a not ungodly. Prayer is not ungodly, especially just a reminder for the grace people, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we just got on board and we supported it. I mean, it was of God. And God did what he does best. But I'm telling you, I did not have to go home and begin to flip scripture, trying to hear. Trying, no, no, no. He did that already. <laughs> I heard. But did you know the same thing is true with Abraham? Genesis chapter 12. God tells Abraham to leave his family and go to the land that's going to show him, right? Did you know there is no record of God telling Sarah, go? But Sarah went with him. I believe what happened there is Sarah heard God through Abraham. Now, Abraham was a fleshy man. I mean, his flesh was a serious flesh, but you get the point, right? But nonetheless, this was of the Lord, and, and Sarah knew it, and there's no, the Bible doesn't say Sarah rejected it until she heard from the Lord. No, she followed Abraham because she knew that, man, if God has spoken to him, God has spoken to me. Are you listening to me? So this brings a balance. And so if you have people over you in leadership, you want to submit yourself unto what they've heard. Of course, that's to be in line with the word of God and all of that. But I believe most of the leaders we have, men hear from the Lord. And so you hear from the Lord also indirectly. So another way, again, you can hear from the Lord and all these things I'm saying is you just hear through your leader, through your authority. Amen? Now, if I've stepped on your toes, God, last time I checked, it still heals. <laughs> you know, as we sing the beautiful songs coming up, healing is going to be happening in this place. But let me say this also. As we rise on our feet, guys, let's get on our feet uh, real quick here. I, I want to say this. Open up your heart as we get into worship here. I mean, hear from the Lord. Some of you are going to be hearing from the Lord, literally, really good, as we sing these songs. And I believe it's going to be powerful. So, Father, I want to thank you. Amen. These your people hear from you. Thank you, Father. Amen. We practice hearing from the Lord. And we thank you, Father, that you're already on the inside of us and we hear and we hear clearly. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning as I was uh, doing my, uh, my Bible time, with my time with Jesus, um, the Lord said to me, I am good. I can be trusted because I am good. And sometimes God speaks in, 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 and he sounds like other people, you know, like, like this time I was like Pastor Rick. <laughs> I was like, I want you, Mark, to say, I, God is good. I can be trusted because I am good to you. And so if we could just say, God, as a congregation, God, you can be trusted because you are good to me. You can be trusted because you are good to me. One more time. God, you can be trusted because you are good to me. Amen. I want to sing that one more time. Um, and I'm practicing, Rich, because we did something first service, and he's not going to do the same thing this service. But I feel like the blessing is a huge, big deal. God blessed us with everything that we would need, everything we'd need for life and godliness. God blessed us. 
And I think the blessing that we have as believers to pass down to our families and to the generation so that it keeps on going, it's like a lost art. Like we've kind of, I think in some circles, kind of fallen away from that. And we have not recognized the power of that. So as we're singing this again, if you're a dad or a mom, you got your kids with you, or husband and wife, you got your spouse with you, just lay hands on them and release the blessing over them. Bless them in the name of Jesus. If they're not with you, just speak that out and bless them. If you're here and you're single, you receive that for yourself, but then you ask, Lord, who am I, who am I here today to speak blessing over? Who am I supposed to speak over this week? Who am I supposed to impart blessing to? Because this goes on for generations and generations and generations. I'm not going to let it stop with me. My parents blessed me. My husband blesses me. I'm going to get a little bit more this morning. (laughs) But have that attitude. I have a blessing. I am a blessing. And I've got one to release. So as we sing this just one more time, let's do that.